It's April 26th, 2018, and this is Product Management Daily. You know, folks, I'm glad you're here. We've got some good stuff to talk about today because Product Management Daily is a brand new podcast uh, bringing you all kinds of good tidbits, tricks, tips, thoughts on uh, the product management world. Everything from design, research, to technology, customer feedback, growth, uh, team development, all of it. We'll touch it at some point. I am Tyler Hilker, a product strategist here at Crema, and my role is to help our clients uh, navigate the, the sometimes tricky waters of bringing a product to life, uh, maintaining a product, and making it better. This episode of the Product Management Daily is brought to you by Crema, a 100% U.S.-based product agency offering product strategy, design, development to startups and enterprises looking to scale their technology and innovation. Learn more at crema.us. All right, I've got three great links to talk about today, and I'm going to keep it short so you can get back to business. The first one is an article by Martin Erickson on mindtheproduct.com talking about Jeff Veen's recent speech entitled Crafting a Creative Culture. The next one is an article by Jay Malone on EnvisionApp.com. They have a great blog, and this article is entitled Journey Mapping Powers Better Design Thinking. The final article for today is on the reinvention of NASA on HBR.org. Great stuff. Let's dive in. Like I mentioned, this first article is a recap of Jeff Veen's closing keynote at Mind the Product Conference in December of 2016. And it's a great article. I encourage you to read it, uh, the videos there as well. But I want to hone in on three things that uh, Jeff Veen mentions. One, everything breaks all the time. Two, everything is connected. And three, everything is user experience. And he goes on to talk about how all of these things affect the culture of the teams that we're working with. And we can't uh, neglect any of these. And uh, finally, our organizations and our teams tend to be built and tend to operate as if these things aren't true. And that's, that's where we see a lot of the, the gaps in an experience, gaps in a product. He goes on to talk about a couple other things that are tied into those, those three points. One is Project Aristotle that uh, was Google's study around what makes successful teams. And the number one finding they, they found was psychological safety. And a lot of us think, well, yeah, of course you want to you like the people that you work with, but, but we don't always get that luxury. And that's not the point. The point is creating an environment where everybody can share their thoughts without getting outright rejected or judged into oblivion. And he goes on to talk about communication patterns that might enable that or support that, that kind of culture, like uh, morning stand-ups and weekly reviews, retrospectives, things that tend to be common in agile or scrum-minded cultures. And one thing that we found on our teams here at Crema is that uh, all of this is interconnected. 
the, the way that you talk with your team, the way that you talk with your clients, and all of that has, has an impact on the product that makes it to market. For instance, everything breaking all the time. If we go in with that expectation, then we're not going to get mad at each other when something does break. We're going to expect it, and we're going to build systems around ourselves to uh, help that happen less frequently. And same thing with everything is connected. We, if we understand that everything is actually uh, really tightly interwoven in the product world, startup world, and the enterprise world, no matter where you are, everything is connected. You're going to be more likely to communicate. You're going to be more likely to look for outcomes that, uh, that indicate how connected you are. And then finally, everything is user experience. It's not just the the UI, it's not the copywriting, it's not even the, the animations and the technology that's used. It's everything about your brand that makes it to the customer and and even the people in between you and them. And the thing is, this is really hard. This is one of the hardest parts about building a product, growing a team, uh, evangelizing your product within an organization is making sure that everybody understands where you're coming from and the kind of organization that everybody can flourish in. And that's one of my roles as a product strategist here at Crema is to make sure that um, our clients can stay even keeled, that uh, we can reinforce communication patterns, reinforce roles and responsibilities that everybody has, like uh, communicating to uh, various people, and you don't need an outside consultancy to do that, of course. But uh, I've found that as a project strategist, that's been one of my key values to a team is to kind of keep them in check and not get so stuck in the weeds myself that I can't see uh, what's going on at the, at the higher level. The second article is entitled Journey Mapping Powers Better Design Thinking by Jay Malone on envisionapp.com. Like I said, they've got a great blog, all kinds of uh, tips for using their own product, which we here at Crema use quite a bit, but um, how to think about design, making its way through your organization, how to communicate better with your team, all good stuff. And this article in particular hits a sweet spot of my own, talking through customer journeys and experience journeys and my own personal favorite, service blueprints. And um, service blueprints are essential for a product team, uh, even more so than uh, some of these other mapping types that they talk about in this article. Because as a product, you're uh, so focused, as a product team, you're so focused on the product itself and what makes it to customers that often we lose sight of um, the, the technical debt or we lose sight of the the customer support system that we have in place to get feedback when we actually launch or the marketing or the branding. It's so easy to lose sight of everything that's not core if uh, you don't have a service blueprint. And so what is a service blueprint? Service blueprint is a, an artifact uh, that maps a customer's journey to how your business can support those those different touch points. And your customer's journey might not have anything to do with you, and you might not need technology or system or people to meet that. But it just creates a better understanding of, of that customer and then mapping the touch points that you can serve back to their needs. Service blueprints are an outstanding 
document that can give you context for your product and your business and your customers and how they all interrelate. And there are lots of different ways to see to do these that I've seen, but they um, almost always come back to a variation of um, the the front stage backstage concept. So the front stage is where your customers interact with your product or your team. And your backstage, of course, is uh, the technology that can support those interactions, but also the business processes that um, are put in place to uh, to manage all of this. And so you don't include things like accounting oftentimes, but you do include things like uh, product management delivery process. How are you going to release new features? How are you going to tell the customers about those kinds of things? And so it's a very holistic document that helps you understand how your organization can support its customers. At Crema, one of the first things we do with our new clients and even with old clients on new projects is go through a strategy alignment session where we uh, dig into the research that we have on the customer. We might commission more research in that session and we also walk through a lean model canvas where we map out a lot of the the processes and the problems and the audiences that we're trying to target and then only after we've gone through all that do we start talking about solutions and um, as far as artifacts that come out of those discussions service blueprints and customer journey maps are all uh, great ways to uh, codify what you've just what you've discussed with uh, with the team finally i'm going to bring in this article from left field it's on hbr.org Uh, It's entitled The Reinvention of NASA, and it catalogs uh, the the past of NASA um, all the way back from its origin through three phases. One, the traditional model uh, from the 1960s to the 1990s. Two, what they call the transitional model from 1993 to 2006. And then finally from 2006 to the present, which is uh, called here the network model. Now, I'm not going to go into the details of this whole article. You can read it yourself. Like I said, the links are in the show notes. But what I love about this is that it um, takes us through the very stage that NASA went through in order to respond to itself and the changing market outside of itself. And we might think, oh, well, it's NASA. They don't, they don't participate in markets. But they're finding, uh, they found out the hard way that they are actually part of a, um, a very dynamic market, increasingly dynamic We're all aware of the many, many companies that have failed to uh, keep up with the market around them, like Kodak and and Nokia. And one quote that I I love from this article is that it says, culturally, this shift has led to a more outward-looking agency that recognizes the innovative capacity of the market. And uh, if you are not uh, paying attention to the outside market, uh, your customers and your competitors, and the salespeople on the front line trying to sell you your product, you're gonna have a really hard time keeping up with everything that's changing around you. And so one of the things we try to do with our clients on each project is to develop some sort of feedback loop that can bring the, the market experience and the customer experience back into the 
product strategy and uh, product management uh, realm so that we constantly get feedback and we, we are not just taking our own opinions and experiences into account as we design and build these things. And so as you, as, as you build your own product, think about ways to uh, bring that. It can be as simple as a form on a website. It can be something as complex as uh, a drift integration or intercom, uh, which George mentioned yesterday. Go back and listen to that if you haven't. Uh, George mentioned intercom's new product. It's, uh, I mean, they're continuing to innovate because they're paying attention to the market. And finally, the biggest reason I love this article is that it talks about how NASA didn't just change uh, its outputs, it didn't change its outcomes, it changed uh, its or- the organization itself fundamentally from the inside out. It is now a, a much more open organization. They are much more open to working with partners. And um, so it's not just a, a cosmetic change. It's very much down to the roots. And we can see this in the collaboration of uh, NASA with SpaceX and other ventures. They are much more collaborative and that's not just externally, that's internally as well. And so finally today, we want to hear from you about uh, these links, your, your thoughts on them, and your thoughts on how you've navigated some of these challenges that we talked about today. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Thanks for spending some time with us. We hope that you found it helpful. And uh, send, us your, send us your comments, send us your feedback, send us links that you found helpful and that you'd love to hear our thoughts on. Uh, make sure to hit that cute little star on your phone to follow us and tune in tomorrow, April 27th, for some more Product Management Daily.